Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. You guys are here last week. We had an awesome summer kickoff. Who was there? Who got a cherry uh, slushy? Because cherry's the best. Who got, okay, uh, not cherry is the best. Uh, so if you were here, you you heard Pastor Brandon talk about the best summer ever, that he's challenging us to have the best summer ever, uh, because if you were here for his message, you heard him say that his best summer ever was not the, the original, what he thought was the best summer ever, because the best summer that he originally thought he had was the year that he had the most freedom, no responsibilities. He did all the, he had all the fun in the world, but really when thinking a little bit harder, that was actually the worst summer, but his actual best summer was when he intentionally sought after the Lord, was in the, the Bible, was in his reading and journaling of it. He was in, in, in connection and youth and church. So we are doing what we're calling the best summer ever challenge. Who's up for a challenge? Who likes Mr. Beast where they do the challenges? I don't got $10,000. I don't got a million, but hey, what I do have is, but what I do have, I give to you. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? I want you to have the best summer ever. And what I know to be true is that Jesus can give you the best summer ever. And that's what I want for you. So we're having a challenge. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about this throughout the summer. But hey, uh, real briefly, how do you have the best summer? Some of our, our points that we're saying are, hey, you're at church. You're, you're here on Wednesdays. You're here on Sundays at one of our, TGK, one of our uh, Lakeshore campuses. Uh, you're, you're here. You're intentional. You bring your Bible and journal. You pay attention to your service. You're all this stuff. Uh, number two is uh, you're reading and devoing uh, of the Bible and journaling on your own. Or, in, or with, with friends. Three, uh, you're going to camp or, or you're serving. So you're, you're taking time and uh, a sacrifice and you're, and, and you're choosing to, to go after the Lord. So uh, there's that. And then I think there's, you know, connecting with leaders. There's a whole bunch. We'll have these dotted out. You'll have it written out. So you'll know how to have the best summer ever. So today, someone say today. 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 We're starting a brand new series called Jesus in His Own Words. We're looking at the I Am statements of Jesus found in the book of John. Someone say, that's a cool graphic. Who do you think made it? Not me? Jeez. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I couldn't make it because that is a sick graphic. Uh, so, yes, we're talking about the I am statements of Jesus, looking at the, the statements that he made. And you'll see in your Bible, if it's red letter, it's the red letter, which means Jesus said it, right? So we're looking at the statements that he said. And our main goal of this series is to learn about Jesus from the mouth of Jesus and what that means for us today. And looking at these I am statements, we're seeing that Jesus is telling us his identity as divinity, or in other words, he's telling us that he is God. Following, following, Jesus is God. So each I am statement tells us his character, his conduct, his supernatural ability, and his care for us. So as we get into this, we'll, we'll see all this unfold. So he's not just an ordinary man. As we get into this, uh, I, wanna, I want you guys to try and allow yourself to see and, 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 and allow Jesus to tell you about himself in his own words. 
So I believe knowing uh, what Jesus has said about himself allows us to get a better and clearer picture because who knows when you get the stuff straight from the source, that's, that's, that's the truth right there. If you're going to ask Sebastian what's his favorite ice cream flavor, are you going to go to Matt for that information? Who could get it wrong? What's my favorite ice cream flavor? No. All right, what's my favorite ice cream? Oh, my gosh. Come to me if you want to know my, fav- my favorite ice cream. What is it? Reese cups in it. So I love... I love Reese's Cups with vanilla and it's something about it. But the Food Lion brand, I'll tell you something about that Food Lion brand. But here's the sad fact. I think they discontinued it because the, every time I go to Food Lion, I check. And every time it's not there. So I think they've gone away with the amazing Reese Cup ice cream at Food Lion. So that's my favorite. Uh, and you know that about me. You got the truth from me because I said it in my own words. You didn't go to my wife. You didn't go to my friend because they didn't have it right. But you, you, you came to me. Um, so I also want you to guys consider, as he is saying, I am the good shepherd. That's what we're talking about tonight. He, he has these I am statements. As you reflect upon these, when you hear these, I want you to, you to ask yourself, okay, if Jesus is saying I am this, who do I say that he is? Who do I say that he is? That's what I want us to kind of get into. So today, the title of today's message is Jesus is the good shepherd. Throw it on the screen, Brad. Jesus is the good shepherd. That's the title of today's message. More than anything, don't forget the title. If you, if you, if you, leave with it, if you forget anything, just remember that Jesus is the good shepherd. We're looking at John 10, verse 11 through 18. I'm reading the NLT. Someone say NLT. NLT. Let's make a funny thing that stands for NLT. Nachos, lettuce, and turkey. That's the version that we're looking at tonight. New Living Translation is what it's referred to as. Uh, So starting in verse 11, let's read. I'll read. Uh, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus reading. Remember, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too and, that, and that are, they are not of the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also take it up again for this is what my father has commanded. Someone say, sheesh. I remember when I was really getting started with studying my Bible, I remember being like, Jesus, you said it that simple? Like, like it's literally that simple. You, I know it's, it's, in, it's in this way of a shepherd and sheep, but Lord, you really, you really said it. And in your own words, it just sounds, it, it's, it's so clear. Going through this and, and studying for this, I was almost like, 
not shocked because I haven't read it. This is my first time reading it, but I was reminded, oh, Jesus, I'm so thankful for you because you're, it's so clearly you. You make it so clear. Uh, and and kind of where I want to focus in a little bit today is this parallel that we can see from this is Jesus is the shepherd, the good shepherd that he's talking about. He's referring to himself. But if that's true, he's also referring to you as his sheep. And you know that of all the animals in the farm, sheep are among the most vulnerable. Is that true, Isaac DaCosta? Sheep are the most vulnerable. You don't, you have goats, never mind. Goats are the most, sheep, sheep are the most vulnerable. Uh, predators find them delicious. They get thorns stuck into their wool, and they always get themselves stuck in ditches. Have you guys seen those videos of the sheep that are just always stuck in something? Just silly boys stuck in a ditch. Like, that's, that's a ban if you haven't already thought of one. Um, so sheep are prone to getting lost and even prone to injury. Did you know that sheep are also the most mentioned animal in the Bible with over 500 times in Scripture? Someone get them a medal because they made it. Uh, do you know that the reason why this is so much because the Bible is basically making it a metaphor for you, for me. So I want to ask you a question. How does it feel to be referred to as a sheep? The Bible refers to you as a sheep. I would almost be offended, but then I'm reminded that I too sometimes wander off. I too sometimes experience a lot of injury. I too have mountain lions chasing me, not literally, uh, but I, I have things that, that have hurt me in, in the pasture of life. I am like a sheep, and so are you. Like sheep, we've been wounded in this thing called life, in this pasture called life. You've experienced cuts, scrapes, wounds, and attacks, and as life goes on, you'll experience hurt, maybe loss, betrayal, illness, injury, things that shouldn't be the way they are, but they are. And the uncertain things that happened, and if we can be honest, it hurts. It's real, it hurts. And deep hurts are inevitable, and it's a part of a fallen world. And here's the truth. We need help. We need a good leader. You need a dedicated protector. The reality is, if you are a sheep, you are, you are a sheep. But fortunately, Jesus is a good shepherd. I'm so thankful that Jesus is a good shepherd. That he's not the bad one, but he's, he's a good shepherd. Because I, I need, I, I need Jesus. So we are all sheep, and Jesus is our protective shepherd. Shepherds lead their flock to the safest places for the night. Can you throw up Psalm 23 on there? I just want to read through this because I think it's so applicable for who the shepherd that we call uh, Jesus is. So Psalm 23, written in the Old Testament. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. Pause. When, when I'm reading this, I hope you're hearing in your heart and imagining and really getting it into that, that this is Jesus in you. This is God in you. This is the relationship that God wants with you. This is, this is what Jesus wants with you. As I, I'll continue. 
He lets me, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. I'm so thankful. Surely your goodness and failing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I'm so glad that we have a good shepherd. Some would say amen. Thank you, Kimberly. Amen. Uh, so shepherds fight off predators. Jesus, he, he got his rod. He got his staff. He keep that thing on him. Uh, shepherds go to great lengths to save their sheep in times of danger. And this means that our God, our good shepherd, does the same for us. And I want to give you just three points tonight uh, to take home tonight for you to think on. And point number one, Jesus, your good shepherd, knows you. Your good shepherd knows you. Just like a shepherd keeps track of his sheep, Jesus knows us and watches over us. Jesus explains, and you can pull up verse 14 of, of, of John, John 14. Oh, sorry, John, uh, verse 14. There we are, sorry. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. So Jesus sees you and he keeps a close eye on you. So why? Well, first I would say to protect you from danger and damage that can come from the pastures of life. Remember, if we're using this as a metaphor, Jesus being the good shepherd, you being the sheep, the pasture, the land, the green is, is life. If you wander off, Jesus will notice. If you struggle, Jesus will come alongside you. If you feel like you are just a face in the crowd, the eyes of Jesus meet you. He wants eye contact with you. He wants you to know that he's close. He, he, he wants to be with you. The good sheeper knows his sheep. So we think of sheep being almost all the same, just carbon copies of one another. I mean, you see one sheep, you see them all. Um, but this is not the case for you. Uh, most, most of the times when, when I've seen sheep, I mean, they're all fluffy, smelly, and stinky, and maybe even a little stupid. But hey, not you. Can I get an amen? Not you. That's none of you. That's not your neighbor. Uh, so the good shepherd, that is Jesus, is able to know his sheep individually with their own personalities and their own characteristics. Can I say that Jesus has made you unique? That Jesus only has one you? That you are so special to Jesus, the good shepherd. Now, there are a few billion sheep or people in the world right now, and Jesus wants to know each of them deeply. He wants to know you deeply. Jesus also goes to great lengths to defend and fight for us because, again, he is the good shepherd. Point number two, your good shepherd protects you. Again, he got that thing on him. He got that, that, that rod, that, that staff. So in this sermon, Jesus intentionally points out the differences between a 
good shepherd and a bad shepherd. If, if he's a good shepherd, there must be some bad shepherds. And he points out that most shepherds will see the wolf coming and abandon the sheep to run away. And you might have had people leave you when you needed them most. Maybe some of us feel this way where we feel like in our time of great uh, struggle or, or, or trial, we needed someone and they weren't there. Our, our, the person that, that should have been there wasn't there. In a difficult season or heartbreak or sometimes even when we're embarrassed, we feel all alone. We're sometimes let down by people. We can feel alone sometimes. Left, left or forgotten or misunderstood by everyone. But the Bible says that Jesus will never leave you, never forsake you. He'll, he'll never forget you. Why? Because he is the good shepherd. And as a good shepherd, he protects at all times. He sticks by your side and never allows his eyes to leave you. Not even for a moment. I love, I think we sang tonight, not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. Almost hit that note. Ah. No, uh, definitely it can't. Uh, but the, I, I love that because not for a minute was I forsaken. It says even when you were in sin, Christ still, still died for you. And I'm so thankful that Jesus, knowing what my sin was going to be, went to the cross knowing that what he was doing was for me. And it was worth it because I would come to know who he is. My sins would be forgiven. The right relationship with him would be built. And it's, it's beautiful. So Jesus not only prevents injury, he also heals it. He heals injury. I'm so glad for this. Jesus, in in, in scripture, and even in today, he heals the eyes of the blind, the wounds uh, of of our bodies, and and then the wounds of the leper, and the broken hearts of the hurting. His protection goes beyond prevention. This is also action. He also is is an action uh, shepherd. So in this way, we have point number three. Uh, Your good shepherd, Jesus, laid down his life for you. So a, a normal shepherd, the, the, the ones that aren't the good shepherds, um, they may abandon you. The bad shepherds, the hired shepherds that, that the scripture is referring to, they leave their post when things get dangerous. The hired or bad shepherd is, not, is only there for their benefit. A hired shepherd does it for money. But Jesus, the good shepherd does it out of love and devotion for you. You see that? He did it all for you. He did it all for us. He did it all for us. Like I said earlier, Jesus is a good shepherd because he isn't transactional. He doesn't do it uh, for his benefit, but for yours. He isn't controlling you. He is trying to invite you into a relationship that helps you. Him being a good shepherd, shepherd of your life only benefits you because it gives you everything that he is and everything that he wants to do for you and all the ways he wants to help you in this relationship. His heart is to help you. The relationship with him keeps you protected and it saves you. 
So imagine a, a, a crazy flood just coming in the pasture. Wolves, I mean, all the wolves from Twilight just come in, all the vampires, all the Twilight crazy things. Um, the, the wolves are coming after you. What's like, a, like other than wolves, dinosaurs, give me something else scary, like spiders, all the things from all the scary movies. Uh, Thanos is up there. I mean, he, he's just, he's a mile away, but he's running, right? Um, imagine these, it's, it's a bad day. I mean, it's like a tsunami of the worst things that could ever happen. Um, you think that hired shepherd is going to stay? Nah. I, if, if, I'm hired, if I'm the hired shepherd, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the money. Um, the hired shepherd leaves seeing this thing that, 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 is, um, that, the, that the bad shepherd is afraid of. He runs to the hills and he leaves his sheep to struggle. The hired hand says it's not worth it because he views the sheep as what they can give him. But the good shepherd, that is Jesus, will stand between the flock and the danger. That's the route our good shepherd always chooses. That's the route that Jesus has chosen for us. He chooses and he's willing to lay down his life for his sheep. He lays down his life for you. He says, I lay my life down. No one can take it, but I lay it down. So Jesus went to the cross with you on his mind. So he did this why? He allowed his own execution uh, because of his affection for you. So when we say Jesus loves you, we mean that because we know how deeply Jesus loves us because he is willing to go to the cross for us and endure, endure such pain because what was going to happen because of it was, was greater. The love that's the love that is deeper. That's the love that's from the good shepherd. So imagine if you were, you are on death row. He took the chair. You were in the line of fire and he took the bullet. You were, you're the one that's supposed to be on the cross and yet he's on it. He did that for you. So Jesus has intentionally chosen to die rather Rather, he chose to die so you wouldn't have to. And the cross, many of us, I mean, I'm afraid of the cross. I would hate to go onto the cross. My gosh, I would hate to be crucified. Can anyone else like that? Please, thank you, Jesus, because I'm a little, uh-uh, not me. Um, we, we see the cross sometimes, times, and some people think of the cross as a vengeful God. But rather, it's a sign of a loving Savior who's willing to sacrifice himself than see you suffer. He says, I'm doing this for my sheep. I'm doing this for my children. This doesn't sound like an angry God who's just out because, you know, whatever. But he, he does this because he, he loves you, because he wants better for you. He wants to help you. Our shepherd is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for our safety, and in these coming weeks, we're, we're going to look more at these I am statements, but the I am statements are so powerful because they're the words of Jesus about Jesus, the words of God about God. And while each mention is a mere sentence, they all explain the profound and true identity 
of Jesus. Every statement is an invitation to know him. Every statement is an invitation to know his intimacy, his in, to know him deeper, to know him fully. And why is that important? Why is it important to know more about Jesus, to know more about God? Because knowing Jesus helps you know yourself. Knowing Jesus as your good shepherd assures you that you're safe, that you're secure, that, you're sh- that, you, that you have shelter, that you can have peace because knowing that you have a, a, G- a Jesus, the good shepherd in your life, you don't have to be afraid because your good shepherd protects you. Your good shepherd knows you. Your good shepherd is willing to fight for you, is willing to lay his life down for you. Kimberly, if you, if you come, come to the keys... I'm, I'm hoping you're hearing this the, the way that the way that you're I hope you're realizing just how deeply Jesus wants you that, that there is this thing called life this pasture that is life and being a sheep being vulnerable can sometimes hurt sometimes feel like that's all there is and there's only thorns and thickets going to happen there's all that i'm going to be a wanderer i'm but that's not what our good shepherd wants for us he wants to help us and if you know anything about sheep um i was watching this video in in preparation of this of just man i watched a bunch of videos on sheep ridiculous i spent too much time on youtube um but there is this video that i came across of um there's a couple people at this pasture and there's a bunch of sheep in it and there was like just two people that were just like joking around and they were trying to call out to the sheep and you know they were doing all the sheep noises who can do the best sheep noise not me um the, yeah the best sheep noise and, and they were trying to call out to the sheep and the sheep just kept eating the grass the sheep were focused the sheep were not letting the distractions of the the, the not their shepherd get in their head but and then you see that their actual shepherd come to them call out to them and then one by one each sheep raises their head looks and sees and hears that their good shepherd called out to them their good shepherd knows them and then they come to their shepherd and that's the same thing that i see for you the sheep that knows the voice of jesus and knows the voices of the enemies, the voices that aren't of, of, of God, and they can know not to, to, to hear those, not to go to those. Not, you, you're, a, you're a youth, you're a child, you're a student, you're a boy, you're a girl who knows the voice of the intimate God who wants to be intimately and, and, and deeply devoted to you. He wants you to know not to be afraid. He wants you to know that when he calls out to you, you can hear that, that he speaks to you through his word he wants to talk to you through his word he wants to speak things to you speak things over you he wants you to know that he calls you by name and you hear his voice draw near to him you come close to him that's what i want for you that's that's this picture i got of you of us that we are ones who hear our father's voice our good shepherd's voice and we go to it we choose to go to it because we know it 
we know what he's done for us. We know how loving he is for us, how he provides for us. Oh, Jesus, I'm so thankful that you provided for me. Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful that you sacrificed your life for me and took the the pain of the cross so I wouldn't have to. Lord, I'm thankful that you've done this. You are the good shepherd. I'm thankful, Jesus. I'm thankful all will stand and as we we, we close tonight with with pray with praying I wanted you to remind you that the good shepherd wants you the good shepherd wants to know you and for some of you you might not feel like you know the good shepherd so how could I know his voice that's where seeking him you find him the Bible says, you seek, you will find, you knock, the door will be opened. So seek him because he already knows you. He's already inviting you into a relationship. But choose to go to your good shepherd. Choose to know your good shepherd. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.